Welcome to the Talk of Sykeson. I'm Glenn Cantrell, and we're going to talk with um, someone we've talked to a couple times, actually, over the past year. And it's actually uh, almost a year anniversary of bringing the show back uh, to KSIM and KZIM. And so we're really excited to have Marianne Moyers here. Marianne is the director of Spread Hope Now here in Sykeston. And, uh, you know, we've talked... Uh, several times on and off air uh, about Spread Hope Now, but there may be someone listening who doesn't know what Spread Hope Now is, so just give us a little overview. Okay. Spread Hope Now is a local 501c3. We're a nonprofit that serves this area, helping those who are in crisis or transition who just need a little help um, getting on their feet. And we're mostly um, a group, a network of churches. There are up to 25, 25, 26 churches that work with us all the time. We believe that we're stronger together, and we're excited about what God's doing in Sykeston. Oh, it's great things are happening. We're talking before we went on the air about all the things that are happening within the city of Sykeston, and you know, we always talk about the business side or you know some group organization. But um, you know what we see God doing within the community has been pretty pretty awesome over the past you know few years. And Spread Hope Now started with this little idea, and it has spread right into mm-hmm. this morphed into this thing that it, you have to feel is bigger than what you probably originally intended, right? There's no doubt. This is actually the opposite, I think, of what we intended. We were um, just kind of just meeting each need as they arose through our different churches. And we really did pray, though, that um, God would make it what he wanted it to be. And so he has grown it. We are now in our third location. Um, These buildings have just been donated to us for our use as people get excited um, about being a part of it. And so we're all volunteer staff. No one is paid. We just think it's a privilege to be a part of it. I know uh, this past winter the uh, heating center was a warming center was uh, the first time that uh, that's happened that went over well um, and uh, there's the furniture side right every weekend uh, but really um, happening is the backpack program um, which is the back to school program and that has morphed over the years mm-hmm. and lots of kids are benefiting from that backpack program. Right. We, um, we are offering it to a thousand kids there. Um, you can just show up with your children. We hope that you will bring your children if you need school supplies and they will get to pick out their backpack. I think there's eight or 10 to choose from and we'll have 23 churches that will be bringing tents and setting up and they'll have different colored pencil boxes and um, binders and folders so that kids can walk through and really feel like the supplies they pick out are, are theirs and that um, it's just very personal to them. And then we'll, um, have an opportunity for the families to receive a, par- a prayer blessing um, at the last tent. And I'm really excited because um, once again this year, the administration of our public schools will be there cooking hot dogs and talking to kids and families and welcoming them, welcoming them back to school. Um, there'll be free books. Altruza Club takes this on every year and each child will get a book um, of their very own. And also we're going to have like a blue jean trade. So you can bring blue jeans and trade up for new sizes. Or if you don't have any to trade, just get some for your kids because they grow so quickly. Yes, they do. As we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, our son is rather tall. And I, I remember specifically giving him a pair of jeans for Christmas. And by February, 
he was already outgrown them. Right. So yeah, right. so that's really neat. I didn't know about the the genius program. You mentioned the um, administration from the public schools. The new superintendent should be there, Dr. Uh, Tony Robinson. We've talked about him a little bit. We've got mm-hmm. a new assistant superintendent as well, and and that's really nice when you have the school system working with you in a event like this one. Right. I I think that's unique to Sykeston. I mean, if we don't hear about that often in other communities. How much the um, administration is involved, and and it's just it's so fun to see the administrators come and call these kids by name and give them a hug, and make them feel really special and just well known and like they're important to the community. And so the teachers will be um, riding a school bus through the rodeo parade, and then they will end up at school fest, and they'll be getting out to help and mingle and uh, help kids get their supplies. And in case you forgot, there is a rodeo right. coming up this next week. Right. Yeah, uh, big, but slightly big event here in uh, here in Sykeston. But it's nice that we see the administration, the Sykeston Public Schools, involved in these events, the rodeo parade. They'll be at the rodeo. We've got the backpack program. Um, but then you have all these churches, 23 churches, mm-hmm. coming together to, to do ministry work with this one event. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are churches that pair up with other churches here and there, but I don't know that I've ever in at least southeast Missouri seen 23 churches in one community come together and do something of this magnitude. I've never seen it either. And um, there's just no question that everybody wants to help and everybody's side by side and and, uh, just helping each other and mingling together. And um, you can just, it just feels like a holy place. It's really nice. It's nice, and, and I, you mentioned Better Together, mm-hmm. right? There's actually a book called Better Together, and I can't think of the author's name, but mm-hmm. it almost reads like a, it looks like a children's book, but it really is very impactful, and it's all about how working together for a common goal, we can achieve so much, and that's really kind of what you're doing, is you're bringing all of these different people together, different backgrounds, different denominations, you know, to come together and... and to see past their differences mm-hmm. and to say, look, we're, we're helping children, isn't that the most important thing? There's no doubt. And I, and I think if we um, talk to each other, we find out that our similarities are a lot more than our differences. And uh, what's really important to us is helping people who need it and then helping share the love of Christ in Sykeston. And we can really solve a lot of the problems that exist here just by um, looking at them together and getting some fresh perspectives and then just by the sheer number of people who want to help. And all, looking to the eyes of Christ in that and, and seeing what he sees, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I heard a speaker say once a long time ago, uh, when you see what Jesus sees, you'll feel what Jesus feels, mm-hmm. right? And so when we see the creation and we see those who need help uh, in the same way that he does, our compassion will then overflow and, you know, lead us to helping those people. Mm-hmm. It really does. It, it's um, it's con- it's contagious and it's kind of addictive, I would say, because um, once you start to share that compassion and that love of Christ with people who need it, um, it fills a purpose in your own life, too. And it's really true when, you know, when Jesus said, when you give your life away, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And I think I see that happen all the time in my own life and with volunteers. Yeah. And, and listen, I mean, we talk about believers, but you can be a non-believer Definitely. and still help out people mm-hmm. and still feel good mm-hmm. about helping out people. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we need those types of people. And, that, and I think it's the unique thing. And we've talked about this before about Sykeston. When there's a need, it just seems like Sykeston just steps up and say, well, let's let's help whoever it is. Right. There's no question. And um, if someone has a true need, then, uh, you know, we, we want to be there and we want to help them. 
and we, we don't really care what your background is because God is a God of second chances, and we've all needed them at one time or another. So um, that's that's what's important. With this spread home now, that started with that one idea, and it's it's kind of grown with everything that you've kind of gotten into from the furniture on the weekends to help out uh, people who, who need it to the backpack program to the Christmas program to the warming center. Do you find that as you branch out and you, you start having those ideas or those thoughts or someone brings you those ideas and, and thoughts that things just kind of fall into place? You know, I mean, there's hard work, obviously, that it's involved, but it just all kind of comes together. That's exactly what happens. Um, somebody will, will come to us or somebody who's on the board, we have a board of 17, will say, I've seen this need. It seems like God's already working in this area, which is exactly what happened with the warming center. Um, it was somebody's heart was just really drawn to that. There were five men that, that felt so compelled to do something about it. And it, what, you're right, it wasn't easy. It was difficult. It required sacrifice and moving outside of all of our comfort zones. But once it, you know, once we said yes, then the ball just started rolling and the donations came in and the volunteers came in and um, it, it definitely was hard work. But that's how it is. It seems like with every ministry, once once we get off the ground and we kind of see where God's leading us or working in a direction, then it just happens. And it begins with that one idea. It does. You know, so many times we talk ourselves out of things. You know, we have an idea, ah, that'll never happen, or I can never get that done. But that one idea can spark some inspiration with mm-hmm. other people, passion with other people. I think it's really important to share the idea with someone. It is. It's really funny because I was thinking about someone who came to me and said, I've had this idea that I think God's been leading me to do for 10 years. <laughs> and I just think I probably need to do it. And so... Um, it only took you 10 years to yeah, figure right. that out. <laughs> Right. And just about the time that they said that, somebody else came and said, I've had this idea and it kind of just happened. And it was the same idea. And so it got, you know, our hygiene closet off of the ground and running. So Uh, Les Brown, uh, who's a speaker, uh, motivational guy, uh, once said that uh, the best ideas are in the graveyard. Oh, right? True. Because right. someone has an idea, mm-hmm. and they talk themselves out of it, mm-hmm. and they go to the grave with this great idea. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, people who really want change, they just let the ideas flow. Just mm-hmm. talk with someone. Give it, give, it, give it to someone and see what they say. Right. You really can't think too much about worst-case scenarios or, or excuses, or you really talk yourself out of it. So it's, it's mainly thinking about what ifs instead. Yeah. Well, and then you share that with someone, and they, you know, in this case, they had two people the same idea. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Someone else may have the same idea that you mm-hmm. have or the means to help mm-hmm. with that idea. Right. We're talking about Spread Hope Now, an organization in Sykeston uh, that started with an idea and has literally spread into multiple ideas of ways to help people within the Sykeston community. We're talking with Marianne Moyers, who's the director of Spread Hope Now. And, uh, you know, Marianne, we're talking about the backpack program that you um, are doing or, or have just recently done. Uh, we we talk about the warming center from this past winter. A season that was the first time that you've done that, uh, and so many other things that you all are doing. But um, what's coming up is kind of a, the, I don't want to say the big one, but it is a big one for you all, and that's the Christmas campaign. Mm-hmm. And um, that as well, you need a lot of people, a lot of volunteers in some way, shape, or form to, to help out. But there's some changes this year, right? right. Uh, so talk about the Christmas campaign and what's uh, going to happen this year. Okay. There are some things that will stay the same. We will um, reach out to 100 families and be giving the children uh, underwear and socks and new pajamas that they can pick out and 
and have, and then also a food basket. So we're excited about that. But one thing that um, that we do at Spread Hope, if we see someone else in the community fulfilling a need, uh, then we don't want to compete with that. And so in the past, we have given away toys. And uh, Sykeston's so blessed to have Toys for Tots. And we have talked to them, and they have plenty of resources. So we're going to pull away from that a little bit. And our vision team started talking about what we could do that would really be helpful to families. And one thing we know is that um, food stamps will not allow people to purchase paper products and cleaning supplies and hygiene items. So families will get a coupon book. They'll be able to come once a month to the Spread Hope Now building with that coupon and get a supply of those items um, throughout 2020. That's a great idea. We're excited about it. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think... um, if you're not in certain situations, you don't understand situations, right? right? And so some people may look at that and go, well, that's not a big deal. It's not that much money. I mean, really. But to someone who may be on a tight income, has very low income, uh, every penny counts. And so that's a great idea, even uh, for paper products and hygiene products. And there are sometimes a kid or an adult who runs out and they don't have the means to go get hygiene products, things that we take for granted. We hear that all the time. Uh, when people call the Hope Line, Um, they'll say I'm down to my last little bit of soap and I tried to make it last or there's a lot of people who just do without and so um, we knew that that was a need and uh, we're just looking for ways to fill it and so what we're hoping is that um, just like in School Fest that uh, churches will take an opportunity to say we're going to collect body wash throughout the year or paper towels or whatever they would like they can pick an item and then um, we'll give those out throughout the year and I also think it's an opportunity to build relationships in a meaningful way because we'll have a lot more connections throughout the year yeah, and there's lots of ways for people to volunteer too, right? There not are. not just uh, uh, giving uh, those type of things, but there's other ways that they can help. Mm-hmm. We would love for people to sign up to to help um, assemble the items, and then once a month again, we'll be giving them away. Um, one other thing that we do at Christmas that we it's one of our favorite parts of the program is um, we deliver baskets of food and a gift bag to senior citizens, and we work really closely with Meals on Wheels. That's where we get the names. And then volunteers will go and deliver those to the um, to those families. And uh, some of some of the people that they meet won't have any visitors at all during the Christmas season. And so, uh, not only is that person that they visit really happy to see them, but it really is meaningful to the volunteers as well. Yeah, I. Uh years ago when I was much, much younger, uh, volunteered at the hospital. I remember one of the things that they asked me to do once was to go play um, checkers with the man who was recovering from a surgery, and he had no family that was coming to see him. You know, And me sitting down as a young kid with that guy for, I don't know, 30 minutes or so playing checkers, I mean, it was like... He, he didn't want it to end, you know, and I'm like, well, it's just checkers. But mm-hmm. to him, it was like companionship, someone to talk to. I didn't realize it then as a kid, but I recognize it now. Mm-hmm. There are lots of people out there that just want someone to say hi to or to see a smile or to, you know, whatever. Just even just for a few moments, they'll take that. 
Right, right. And it's, like I said, it's really, it's a meaningful part of it. And um, a lot of the people who visit will go ahead and reconnect with the senior citizen that they visited. They'll send them a card or just check in on them. We did go one year and a couple of the uh, people, it was, I think it was their birthday or close to their birthday. And so they were able to kind of share with them. Uh, one family ran and got a birthday cake for uh, for the person they were visiting and saying to them and and just really made, you know, made their week. So... Yeah, you just never know. I mean, it's the little things that, uh, well, I'll tell you, I was on a trip recently, and, and um, uh, our daughter was with us, and she brought a friend, and her friend's daughter knows sign language, right? And so we're somewhere, and the guy is speaking sign language, and um, she began to speak, you know, I mean, you know, through sign language to him, and his face just lit up, that he could mm-hmm. just run into someone mm-hmm. who has the ability to speak and, to, and, and, and communicate, mm-hmm. but, you know, chose to communicate with him. You know, it was, an, it was a little thing, but just made his day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the little things that we can do in life that can really make a huge impact in someone else's life. I think so, too. And I think um, we're in such a hurry that a lot of times we don't, you know, we don't see people. They just get overlooked, um, whether we see them out in the community or go by their house. It's just, you know, it's rush, rush. And when, when we pause and play checkers or read a book or just sit down and listen and ask a few questions, um, it can really make a difference for somebody. Yeah, I tell people all the time, we all have the ability to do something. Right. You know, even someone who is older themselves mm-hmm. has the ability, if you can see and you can um, speak uh, and you can read, go to a neighbor's house and read a book to them who may not have that ability, mm-hmm. right? There, again, there's so many little things that we can do to help and make mm-hmm. an impact on someone else's life. There are, and we try to um, make those opportunities available. On our website, we have a page called Love Your Neighbor Projects, And um, there's projects for people with all kinds of uh, different gifts. And even if you don't have anything that you feel like is a particular skill, um, right now one of our directors is teaching people how to make homeless mats out of Walmart bags. And they're cut into strips. It takes about between five and 700 bags to make a mat for someone. But they're washable and they're kind of puffy and soft. And um, they're, they're really going to, to help people who are out on the streets and don't have a place to, to lay their head. So wow. we have people doing that who know how to crochet. And people who don't know how are cutting the yarn, or we call it plarn, which is plastic yarn. And we're teaching classes about that on Monday nights so that people can do that just at home if they can't get out. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize the homeless challenge that we have mm-hmm. in southeast Missouri. Like they, I think I've seen it more prevalent over the past year or two than I have the you know my life living here almost my entire life um, but it we there's a challenge here in southeast Missouri it really is and um, while through through the warming center and through other uh, ministries we're able to help people on the streets but I think one of the most rewarding things this past year is that we were able to help people who are homeless uh, several of them lean toward uh, finding housing and getting a job and we were able to take them furniture hmm. and they're now well established and doing and doing great which is what we that's what you hope to do right mm-hmm. as you help people mm-hmm. is that they are taking that and taking advantage of that in mm-hmm. a good way i mean by you know getting that whatever they're getting and then using that to get better Right. And right. Some, some people can't. I mean, in their situation, they might have some challenges where, where they just can't get on their feet. But we can help provide them with safe opportunities and maybe some food and clothing and give them a little hope so that they can get to a place maybe where they can transition. 
All right. So uh, people can volunteer, and there's all kinds of ways to volunteer. And I, I love the, you know, it's almost like you have a gift clearinghouse. You know, right? That's a good way to put you, it. You yeah. got all these people that can do things. I love that. Um, if somebody wants to volunteer, they want to get involved in some way, shape, or form with Spread Hope Now, what do they do? Um, the easiest way is to go to spreadhopenow.org. Uh, O-R-G, and they can look um, at all the information on our website, the Love Your Neighbor projects in particular, give information. But if you'd like to respond to as a volunteer to School Fest, you can do that. There's also a phone number on there, and you can call, and we'll sit down with you and see what your particular interest is and try to plug you in somewhere. Because chances are, if you have something that you can offer, then we'll find a place for you to use that. Yeah, there's there, there's some way that someone mm-hmm. could be used somewhere. Right. Right, for something. Mm-hmm. Right? And I always tell people, you can be used in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. You just got to make yourself available. Right. Uh, Marianne, thanks for joining us on the talk show. Always a pleasure. And uh, welcome back anytime. And I guess maybe in a couple months, we'll talk to you about more about the Christmas campaign. That sounds great. Thanks for All having right. me, Glenn. Marianne Moyers, Director of Spread Hope now. Make sure you, you check them out and volunteer and uh, see what you can do to help out in our community. Um, thanks for joining us on the talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.